0: Okay, we are looking at the book of Proverbs for our summer session here. Chapter number four today in the book of Proverbs. And these early chapters don't really have Proverbs in them. A proverb is if Something happens, then something happens. As soon as you get about chapter 7 or 8, it's all Proverbs. But these earlier chapters are introduction to wisdom. So we've learned to think about wisdom. Last week, Levi talked about wisdom in the home. How are you wise in your home with your neighbors and friends and your family? And now we're going to talk about today uh, wisdom making wise progress we're going to make wise progress in our life and we're going to think about the things that was required for us to make good wise progress and uh, I like this little section it's got a lot of uh, thoughtful things in it for us to think about Chapter 4 of Proverbs, we need to make wise progress in life. You understand what is very clear all through the book, it starts right away, is that wisdom has a definition and that's all got to do with God. A wise person grasps reality. A person who is not wise doesn't get reality they don't get the real th- way things really are. So wisdom, being the smartest thing you could be, it means you are grasping reality in its fullness. And that means it's all about God. God is the ultimate reality in life. Not you, not me. It's God is the ultimate reality in life. And unless if you go around and ignore God then you're not dealing with reality you're outside of reality God is real if he created this world if he made it like it is if he sustains it every day which the Bible says that the world is sustained by God every day if he has made us and put us in the world and, and the great questions of life is where did we come from where are we going why are we here? Those are the questions of life. And all has to do with God. We came from God. The reason we're here is God has something for us to do. We're going to leave this world and go out to another world. What is, that's all about God. So reality, real thinking about reality has to do with God. Therefore wisdom, that's why in Proverbs it says, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. If you're going to start being wise, then you've got to say, well, okay, God's in my thinking, God's in my plan, God's in how I live. And so this little section is to make progress in life through wisdom. And of course, it all has to do with God. Chapter 4, we look at verse 10 for the first one Hear, O my son, receive my sayings and the years of thy life may be many. All right. So that God-centered thinking, wise living tends to lead to longer life. And you'll say, well, I know someone, yeah, I know, we all know somebody who didn't live as long as we thought they should. But wise living, uh, clean living, avoiding trouble, doing the things that are right, tends to lead to longer life. All right, uh, Foolish living tends to shorten life. That's, that's a fact, right? Nobody's got a question about that. We do foolish things, life is going to get shorter. All right, so wise living tends uh, to lengthen life. So we think about that. Verse 11, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right pass. This is a father talking to his son. He's trying to make his son wise. And he says, So it's two things I did. I taught thee. I taught you. I taught you. And I, I lead you. There's two things that are required. If we are instructing people whether it's our parents' role at home, we're at home and we're instructing children. That's our role there. Or certainly in church, it's the same thing. We have a role here to instruct people. There's two things. We've got to teach and we got to lead. We can't do one without the other. So there's instruction in truth. That's what we're going to teach. We're going to teach truth and get you to understand What things are true about God, what things are true about life, what things are true about the human condition. We're going to understand the truth. And then we're going to add to that, always add to it, guidance. We have to have guidance. And so we can't do one without the other. It's really lopsided when that happens. All right, so consider uh, guidance, that is, let's put it this way i like to use this word duty we have guidance we're going to guide people to do their duty and we're going to teach them truth and then we're going to teach them to do their duty all right now uh truth that we're going to teach if we just teach truth and we don't teach duty all right i want you to know all about god fill your heads up all about god And then you don't do anything. The Bible says faith without works is dead. We can't teach people. Just fill their heads with knowledge and say, Okay, now your head's full. How's it feel? (laughs) It's not how it works. There is a duty to be done in life. And so we say, I'm going to teach you truth. And then I'm going to uh, ask you to do something. So... If you had truth, and I have run into people like this, uh, they have a motive, but no action. I've known people like that in my life. Bible experts. Man, don't you read one word wrong, or they'll tell you where you were wrong. All right, Turn your back, and they'll stab you in the back while you turn around. Say, well, wait a minute. You're so full of truth... We've got to live that truth. We've got a duty to do. Now, I have seen quite a bit, I would say lots of, the opposite. People who have duty without truth, that means they have no motive. And I'm very sad to say that I've seen a lot of that in life. Here's what happens. There are people who... Say, well, I have a duty. I'm more than willing to work and do my duty. And they come along, and they may be wonderfully talented, very good, but I guarantee they will burn out. I guarantee they will burn out. All right, because you've got to be driven by a motive to do your duty. and The motive is, I'm going to live for God, do what God wants me to do, All right, and that's always going to be my motive. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. Jobs are difficult. Do the same thing over and over. We go around and clean things up over and over. We say, well, <clears throat> I'm doing my duty, and I'm sick of doing my duty. No, 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 no. Our duty goes back to serving God. And so uh, you can't have duty without truth, all right, and I've seen that very sadly, I say, that people come and work so hard, and then all of a sudden they say to me, oh, well, it's somebody else's turn. Uh, well, we all got to do our duty, and so in wise living, we take truth, take from it motive for duty. So we get truth and duty both together. We've got to teach people that way. Otherwise, they'll either burn out or they'll become obnoxious with their heads all full and nothing in their hands, nothing in their hands. Verse 12, when thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. When thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. All right, so he's talking about two things here. You're going to walk, and sometimes you walk, or sometimes you're going to run sometimes you walk sometimes you run in life there is a casualness sometimes about things that we do and we can just go along and do it and he says we're going to keep your feet all right when thou goest thy steps shall not be hindered we're going to take a wise path make a wise choice in life and we're going to walk down it And, and if you wisely are walking down life good good. You shouldn't have any trouble with your steps or the, the path in life that you take. But sometimes it is required of us more effort. More effort. Sometimes he says you've got to run. All right? Now when you're walking, just taking things as they come, that's okay. Wise choice will keep your foot. But sometimes he says you're going to be required to run. And so really understanding a wise living is there is a time for more effort? Time for more effort. And so, a wise way of living says, uh, sometimes we got to get with it and go. We got to get up and go. Right, we got to do what we got to do. Let's get it going, and uh, it'll take more effort on our part. Wise walking through life says I can walk, I can also run if I have to. I can do both of them as long as I'm on a good path. Verse 13 Take fast hold of instruction, let not her go, keep her for she is thy life. There is in wise living first, first for knowledge there's a thirst for knowledge that's a wonderful thing a thirst for knowledge we must have it we've got to attend classes so we can learn more we've got to study the Bible so we can learn more and we must keep learning we never should say I know it all I remember a guy who came up to me once. said, I know all about what you talk about. I know everything you say before you say it. And at the same time, he was molesting his children. He did not know what I was talking about. He had no idea. He had no idea. He said he did, but he didn't. He didn't, all right? And so uh, there's a thirst for knowledge. We need to find more and, and, and uh, get it right. There was a story told about in the South Pacific. This was a whaling ship out there. And they tar- harpooned a whale, a big one, and he turned around and rushed the ship and hit the ship. Well, the ship's going down. You know? <laughs> big whale runs in your ship, you're sinking. So they loaded up the lifeboats and put the water and all as quick as they could the supplies in. And they got in the, the lifeboats. And when a ship is sinking, you've got to get away from it because it's will take you down with it. And so uh, they just were getting out. And two guys jumped back in the water, swam over to the ship, went down under the water, came out with something and struggled as much as they could to get back to the ship's uh, the little boats, lifeboats, and they got there and they said, What are you doing? What made you do that? They said, We forgot the compass. We'd been lost on the sea without direction, without the compass. We'd all died. We knew we had to have it, had to have that guiding thing to guide our path and so god's word is that guiding thing you've you, you got to thirst for it, want it as much as you can now here we go it's a little longer section verse 14 <clears throat> enter to, enter not into the path of the wicked go not in the way of evil men avoid it pass not by it turn from it and pass away for they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fa- fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Right. He says, here's what you must do. If you're going to live a wide life, wise life. You're going to make progress in life. There are things that you must avoid. You must avoid certain things. All right, and he says what they are. He said there are uh, places you need to avoid. If you've got a drinking problem, don't go out to a bar and say, Oh, I can handle it. It ain't going to happen. All right? Uh, uh, don't go near certain people. Don't even go near them. He says, Here's the way you do it avoid it. All right, don't go near it. Don't pass it by. Don't say, well, I'll just walk down. No, no, don't go. Do everything you can not to go. And he says, if you suddenly realize you find yourself in some place where it is dangerous for your soul, turn around and leave. Get away. That's a very wise thing because there are people out there, and he explains what they're like. He says they don't sleep until they've done mischief. The intention is to rebel. They rebel against God in any way they can. And he said, they're going to do it every day. They're addicted on doing something crazy, something weird. I'm going to do this thing. I don't care who gets hurt. Don't go around those people. Stay away from them. He said, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. That's a very good insight into people. They want to pull people away. They want to destroy them. They want to take away their lives. And they encourage people to do wrong. Particularly dangerous in young people. Someone that's whispering, hey, come on. We'll have a good time. Come on. Come with me. All right? He said, don't do it. Turn around. Get away. He says, the end will be violence. All right. The end will be violence. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Now, here's the thing he says here. When we drop down to verse uh, 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. These people who he's warning us to avoid are bad influences on our life. He's warning us to avoid them. He says, they can't see, they have a blindness in the things that will harm them. And so because they're blind, there's certain things that they don't recognize. They don't recognize them. They don't recognize Satan. He's the ultimate deceiver he lies like crazy he lies through his teeth and people don't recognize this deceiver when he comes along he says hey look you can be free from all those rules you can be free from all that you can be your own creative god that's what he told eve right so you can be like god it couldn't be like God, but they believe the lie. And there's people who don't recognize something that is going to be very dangerous. They don't recognize a dangerous companion. Got a companion who may be very dangerous and be very harmful to you. I've seen that happen. That's a tragic thing. See somebody struggling with drug addiction. And struggle and struggle and be good for two, three years. And then one guy shows up and they're gone. They're gone. One guy, one bad companion shows up. They've been three years struggling and and making it happen. That dangerous companion goes up. They don't recognize him as danger. And they're gone absolutely gone. So it's very dangerous. And they don't recognize it. They don't recognize God's uh, care and God's voice. Either one. They don't recognize. God (coughs) cares for everybody. The sun, the Bible says, shines on people who are just and who are unjust. People who believe in God. People, both of us uh, go out and enjoy the sunshine. That's God being good to people. Right? Both of us enjoy sweet corn on a cob. Man, right? mm-hmm. Love it when it comes. Love it when it comes. Uh, it all comes from God. Let the sun blessing the earth. So where God does a wonderful thing. And God's very kind to the human race. And they don't see that. They're blind to God's kindness. And one another thing, they're always... I don't recognize it as preaching. I don't recognize it as being valid or necessary. They don't need that. And so these are the kind of people who said you've got to avoid. They don't even recognize the danger because they're blind, they can't see, and they walk along and they trip on something. I said, Why can't they see it? Because they're blind. They walk into the wall. because They don't know. They said, if you want wise progress in life. You must avoid those people and those places. Now, on the other hand, verse 18, this is the happy uh, culmination. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. God has a path. Wisdom of God, he has a Just think about the sun for a minute. God made a path for the sun. And every day that sun travels in that path. And it's exactly right. If it was a little closer, the earth would be scorched. Too hot. If it was a little farther away, the earth would be a frozen block of ice. God made a perfect path for the sun. The you know, sun goes around there and the sun warms the earth and everything grows. And We have wonderful evidence of the goodness of the path that God chose for the sun. Right? Same is true for you and I. Uh, we have a path. God intended us to walk in a path. All right. The longer we tread on the right path, he says, the brighter your example becomes to other people. Right. The longer you walk that path, the right wise path, the brighter your example is to other people. So the more you f- search out and follow wise ways, he says, the more you'll shine. You'll shine to other people. And the more you walk wisely, the more you grasp truth. Your goal is you're going to come shining more and more to the perfect day. So the right path leads to perfection. Everybody got there yet? Anybody got there yet? No, I'm not there yet. You're not there yet, we don't, so what do we do? We never stop going. And that's the point of this. He says you're walking down this path, it's gonna get brighter and brighter the closer you go until you get to perfection. When's that gonna be? When I'm dead and I get rid of this thing, get a new one, wow, that'll be, won't that be something? When you're dead and gone, then up there, there's no sin up there. There's no strife up there. What a wonderful place. Then you have perfection. You're not there yet. So you must keep going. You will end in heavens where it will end. But you can't stop. So if you say, I think I kind of got it all figured out. I'm all set. I know all about the Bible. So let me sleep while Eric's talking. Have I ever seen people... Have, have I ever seen people sleep while I talk? Uh, <laughs> I try to keep them awake, yeah. No. <clears throat> There's an understanding in the wise course of life that this never ends. And if you stop right now and look at your life and say, have I learned anything lately? Am I learning? Am I growing and learning? If you can say yes, good, then we're we're doing a wise path. If you say, "I I haven't learned anything in years, then you're messed up. You're messed up. You are not wise. And so there's a continual thirst for knowledge, and it can never stop. And it's, the more you go, the brighter it gets, and that's very true. You know, I've been preaching out of the Psalms every year for the summer season for 32 years. Well, well, I'm amazed I turned to Psalm 116. and said, I never did this one before. I look at it, oh, Wow. That's amazing. That's great. Constantly learning. Constantly opening up new thoughts and new ideas as God comes and says, you want to learn more, you're going to get brighter and brighter. And shine and shine and shine. Keep coming. And you'll learn more and more. And so uh, really making wise progress uh, is that you never quit. Never quit. That means you come to Sunday school so you can learn more. Come to Bible study so you can learn more. I've never got enough. I can't stay home and say, "Eh, I'm going to relax tonight. It's okay. I think I got it all figured out. You don't. Neither do I. We need to keep going. So this wise path that God invites us to take... Is what? He said, You're going to have truth and duty. You've got to have both of them. We've got to take truth and make it a motivation for our actions. That's a wise way to live. You have a thirst for knowledge, you desire it, you want more and more. You can't get enough, all right? Sometimes more effort is required. I mean, sometimes when I read the Bible, I scratch my head. I say, How am I going to figure that out? So, I got books, and I'll pull out a book and I'll read it. And I get finished, I say, I don't know what that was. I didn't get that. You know, they say Charles Spurgeon was the prince of preachers, and he was one of the best preachers of all times. So I read his sermon, and I say, I can't use any of that. I'm even not sure what he said. So I got to think, I got to go through it and work and work and get it until it fits in Eric Olson's head. That's what we got to do, get at the truth, come into our minds, and follow it. He says, if you do that, and sometimes it takes more effort, thirst for knowledge, avoid trouble. Keep away from it, and walk this path where it gets brighter and brighter, and you know more and more, and you learn more and more, and your duty becomes clearer as you go, and you'll do fine. That's a wise path the take. All right, thank you.